Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for downloading, streaming, and checking out the Eddie Trunk Podcast, new on Thursdays via podcastone.com or iTunes. Always great to have everybody hanging out and uh, listening around the world. Thank you for doing so wherever, however, whenever you do it. It is greatly appreciated. Lots going on as usual, and the schedule is heating up even more now as we're getting closer to the spring and summer concert touring season. Some upcoming appearances for me, March 24th, I'll be at Arlene's Grocery in New York City, hosting a record release party for Crimshaw. I'll be in Englewood, Ohio, just outside of Dayton on April 7th, and that's a Q&A speaking show at the Courtyard Lounge in Tulsa at the Ideal Ballroom, April 13th, hosting LA Guns, Proof Rooftop Lounge in Houston on April 22nd, hosting Tom Kiefer. And then you got Rocklahoma coming up and uh, Striper on May 30th. Then I'm also hosting much more going on. Just check out the homepage of eddytrunk.com for info and updates as things are confirmed. Follow on social media as well, at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This week on the podcast, a fun interview. We take you back a few weeks to the Monsters of Rock Cruise, where I was uh, broadcasting my SiriusXM volume show from the ship. Each and every day had some great guests that were on board playing on the ship. And we had a a great, great time, as always, on the cruise. And over the last few weeks, I've brought you some of the interviews from the ship, including, um, let's see, the L.A. Guns won last week. Steve Harris won a couple weeks ago. And this week, a really fun one that came out of left field. Rick Allen of Def Leppard, who was on board the cruise doing some selling of his artwork he didn't perform really although he did jam with tesla but he wasn't really there in a performing capacity more to showcase his artwork and sell it so rick had just been on my radio show 
a couple weeks before, and we actually podcasted that interview for you here on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. And I did a Q&A with him on board the ship, and it's always fun to talk to Rick. And then I said to him, you know, I'm doing the radio show still from the ship. I know you were just on, but why don't you come by and hang out a little bit? So he said, yeah, I'd love to. So originally, Brian Wheat from Tesla was supposed to join Rick Allen for this interview. And Brian had some back problems and was laid up in his room and wasn't able to make the interview. So I said, hey, is Jeff around? Jeff Keith. And the night before this interview you're about to hear, I hung out with Jeff Keith and we watched L.A. Guns and we partied with L.A. Guns hard (laughs) after the show on the ship. So I was completely convinced when I asked if Jeff Keith was going to be able to uh, come on to get a, no, he's going to be sleeping it off and he's not going to do anything and he's tired and he's out, whatever. I thought I was expecting every excuse in the book. And they said, no, no, Jeff would, Jeff says he'll be there. He wants to do it. I was like, wow, okay, great. But I was expecting a sluggish, uh, out of it slightly, <laughs> Jeff Keith. Instead, I got a shot out of the out of a cannon, Jeff Keith, as you are about to hear. This was absolutely hysterical. I have not heard it back yet myself. I hope it plays well on the radio. You're about to let me know because you're about to hear it. But Jeff was in rare form. So what you have is that interview this week on the Eddie Trunk Podcast of Jeff Keith of Tesla and Rick Allen of Def Leppard. Now, of course, these guys have been very tied at the hip lately because Tesla has opened a bunch of shows recently for Def Leppard. Def Leppard and Tesla are now, as of recently, under the same management umbrella. And Phil Collin of Def Leppard has produced the upcoming new Tesla record and written on it and sings on it and plays on it. So there's a... And, of course, Tesla and Def Leppard go back to the Hysteria Tour, which was Def Leppard's, I think, their first tour when Def Leppard, uh, Tesla opened for Def Leppard. So it's quite a history. And these guys have been rekindled and reconnected quite a bit recently. And as you're about to hear, it was a barrel of laughs because Jeff was just all over the map, fired up, having the time of his life, and Rick Allen and I just kind of got out of his way a little bit. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing this back myself. So coming up in a matter of minutes, we take you to the Monsters of Rock Cruise once again of 2018 and a really fun, interesting doubleheader, Rick Allen of Def Leppard, which it starts out quite calmly. And then all of a sudden, Jeff Keith gets injected into the mix and we go for a, a fun ride. So that's coming up on this week's Eddie Trunk podcast. Don't forget, if you shop on Amazon, go to Amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. Start all your shopping there. Check out my page and shop from there. Amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. Don't forget to visit EddieTrunk.com. Music news updated daily. The blog, which is the the Trunk Report, and a whole lot more, all on EddieTrunk.com. You can email me through the site, see all my upcoming appearances, buy signed copies of either of my books, and check out the merch store in the on that page as well. All right, let's get right to it. Let's not uh, mess around. On the Eddie Trunk Podcast, coming your way, Jeff Keith and Rick Allen of Def Leppard. The Eddie Trunk Podcast.
Hey, if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP, and you might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. Hey, podcast listener, this is Rob Sesternino. On the Rob and Rob has a podcast, and the new season of Survivor is just getting started, and we've got new episodes for you five days a week. Join us for interviews with your favorite past Survivor players and this season's losers right after they get their torch snuffed. Listen free to Rob Has a Podcast, exclusively available on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. And if you like the show, why not share it with a friend or leave us a rating and review on iTunes. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. This week on the Eddie Trunk Podcast, as promised, from the Monsters of Rock Cruise, courtesy of Trunk Nation, my daily show on Sirius XM 106 volume, which you can hear live Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time, replaying every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, and on demand on the Sirius XM app. Check it out, Trunk Nation, every day, Monday through Friday, on Sirius XM Radio. And best of shows on Saturday and Sunday, which air from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. This is from the Monsters of Rock Cruise on board the high seas, Rick Allen of Def Leppard, joined by a shot out of a cannon, Jeff Keith of Tesla. Enjoy. This is a fun one. Good to see you, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I was annoyed that I, I was really annoyed that I couldn't say anything. I was yeah. I was like, you know, I, we were both looking at each other like, you know, ah, maybe we could say that. And yeah. I know you were getting texts. I was and, getting text messages from a manager. I'm sure you were getting yeah, man, exactly. messages all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. exactly. So we behaved. We did the we right did. thing. And then we let Joe come in and get all the glory and announce it a couple of days later. <laughs> hey, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> you know, the singers, they always yeah, have to yeah. do the, the big gigs. So uh, how are you feeling about this tour, man? It's going to be a lot of fun going back out with Journey, huh? Uh, again huh yeah yeah it was uh it was great the last time and um you know just a really good camaraderie between the two uh, the two bands and um i think it's going to be really fun you know hearing that many hit songs you know all in one night yeah and of course with journey the last time you toured with them Jeff Scott Soto was singing in the band. That's right. And, and then the, uh, Dean was playing the drums. Dean was on drums. And this time, Steve Smith is back on drums. Who's I better start practicing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's quite a player. And then, of course, you have... Uh, uh, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Keith, Keith has just arrived. stormed the broadcast yeah, position. He just, he just arrived. Come on, get, sit get, down. get one of those microphones, Jeff. Come on, man. So, here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff how are you Keith. doing? Hey, so, uh, I'm sitting in between them because apparently these two went out last night and, and tied one on royally. So, are you okay? Well, oh yes, it is called the Royal Caribbean, right? <laughs> Hold on, there you go. You're good, Jeff. You're good. 
<laughs> Jeff, what were we doing? I don't even know what we were doing last we night. We were at an L.A. gun show, man. That's awesome. <laughs> That's right. We and were then we were at Frank's pool party show. I was there. Yeah, I know. I know. It was great. <laughs> it was great. I was hiding in the back. I know, but you were off the hook hiding in the back. I know. Hey, how do you turn the volume up on this thing? Wait, what do you want? You want more volume? Just, Hold on. Oh, no, don't move the thing. No, oh, don't move that towards you. Jesus, John. No, Jeff. Keep that thing kind of just, away from me. Just oh, pull, pull a can off. No, yeah, don't, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. There you go. I can hear pulling a can yeah. I like that, Rick. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> Stick with me. So check this out. I got my original signed Tesla Dude. t-shirt on. Can you see this? You see this yeah. guy in the middle? He oh, looks, yeah. looks kind of oh, looks kind of strange. No, he, no, he's trouble. I can tell. I, I know. Can see the whole thing. Keep it covered with your glasses. Uh, I, <laughs> I think that's the that's trouble. the reason uh, uh, Def Leppard and Tesla uh, tolerate one another is because we know too much about one another. <laughs> <laughs> is there a lot of things that went on under that stage on that hysteria tour oh, in the in the rounds? Oh God! You, yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> stage thing i knew about it but me and joe were always up on stage you know it would always be be during like rock of ages when they're doing like the the, oh, sure. the back and forth audience okay. participation and everything and there were there were like these these uh, these metal greats and i could just look down and see what <laughs> yes. was going on it was crazy <laughs> it was good clean fun you know yeah, it was yeah. like yeah. No, the Jeff, only time where, Jeff, how do you do a whole tour with Def Leppard and not know what's going on under there? Listen, <laughs> it's easy. Just be dumb like me. <laughs> hey, don't worry. I was doing things above the ground. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Unfortunately, um, no, I wore my heart on my sleeve, and I was probably doing things that I should have been underneath no, the stage. No. You should have been hiding? Well... No, man, it was all good. It was, it was. Fun. No, it was, it was good. Nobody, nobody got hurt. No, but one time when we went, the only time I went under there, we were playing Nassau Coliseum. Uh, Long Island. Yes. And evidently from your guys' lasers for, for sugar, you know. Yeah. Uh, they had to be cooled with some kind of water lines. The water line broke. Yeah. Our power went out after, on the second song. Oh, right. And then we got. We got rolled out in your guys' the way. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Okay, in a fashion that you got rolled in and out. What are you talking about? No, it's, it's, no, no, no. He's trying to, he's trying to, he's trying to, he's trying to talk around something okay. that, that we used to do. So because yes. we were playing in the round, uh, the guys would come out in laundry carts and they would get wheeled through the the audience. Oh, that's how you right. get to the yeah. stage. And then I would, I would actually wear. Uh, oh, you just reminded me of a great story. So oh, I, right. I, I, would, I would come out um, with a wig on, uh, oh, really? a big old baseball cap, yeah. one of those big uh, 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 red cups, you know, full of beer. And then of I had a mannequin arm, the whole, the whole nine yards, you had a crew a jacket on, <laughs> oh, crew pass. <laughs> and so this one night, I'm about to go out to the stage and Steve Clark comes up to me. And he gives me gives me a big old pat on the back. Oh, he says, no. "Have a great night." Oh Rick. no! And he stuck <laughs> this thing on my back that says, "I'm Rick <laughs> Allen." <laughs> so I'm like oh, yeah. going through going through the crowd, you know, like checking everybody out, you know. And I'm about ten feet from the stage, and this kid this kid comes up and he goes, "Rick Allen, man." <laughs> <laughs> You know what I thought you were going to say? I thought because you said you had a mannequin arm, so it looked like you had both arms. I thought you say he hit you on the back and the arm fell off. Oh, no, no. That, <laughs> I'm sure that happened as well. But, no, oh, man. No. 
I thought you were going to say he pulled your wig off, so, but it's even better yet going, hey, buddy. Go hey, buddy. Him. Yeah, yeah. Go get him. <laughs> go, go get him. Yeah. All right. We'll see you out there. I never thought about that, though, when you guys played in the round, because the reason why this just came up is because Tesla's first tour was opening for Def Leppard on the Hysteria Tour in the round show. I never really thought about that. Is, is you, you, did, you had to come up with a, a clever ways to get from the dressing room to the stage because you couldn't have that direct access. That, so that's, that's right. what you guys did. You were actually pushed in laundry baskets? Yeah, in right. laundry baskets. And then in Chicago... Uh, Robert Plant came to see us one time, and he pushed one of the laundry baskets oh, really? out, and not one person in the audience recognized him. Really? Yeah. I thought I figured I would figure Robert would have to go in his own laundry basket. Like if you, he if, was kind of pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm Robert Plant. Where's my laundry basket? No, really. <laughs> it was easy for us. We just walked out there triple fisted. No, uh, <laughs> well, because no, nobody funny. really knew who we were, right? No, it was cool. These we guys we, we, uh, we we developed a really good relationship. It was great. We, we I was going to say, how was that? You got here. You got a band of uh, of a bunch of hippies, and I say that with all love, like Tesla. <laughs> Northern, Peace and love. Northern California, you know, Jeff coming off the farm, literally, and then you, you know, uh, you guys, a British band at that point, just exploding at the height of popularity. It's it, it is kind of interesting that you guys had such a quick friendship and bond. No, and it, was, it was good. Well, Jeff brought some of the greenery from the farm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't major in FFA for nothing. <laughs> I majored in FFA in, uh, out of Idaho, Oklahoma, but I couldn't grow a damn thing, so I had to hook it up. <laughs> Wait, what's FFA? Future. No, future frontman of America. <laughs> yeah, that's what I turned into. Future frontman of America. <laughs> Well, there's only one, I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, what does it really stand for, though? Future, Future Farmers of America. So that was a class you took? I can weld you a bead uh, like nobody's business. I had to watch a calf be born and watch the mama eat the placenta. The whole thing. No, and he grows. Where was this? That's how you got an A. And then we. I'm then from we, New Jersey. I don't know what this is. Ida Bell, Oklahoma. Where? Ida Bell, Oklahoma. That's where you grew up. Well. I moved to Broken Bow when I was just about 11 and lived one year in Broken Bow. Got this tattoo. <laughs> and then moved for five more years over in Idaho, Oklahoma. I graduated Bicentennial 76. That's right. Majoring in FFA. And that was, uh, it was a great opportunity. We'd go, in the welding class, we'd go four or five of us would be in the stall going, turn it up to 210. Come on, go. Just make us move. No, but it was cool. <laughs> it was really, it was really but cool, really, though, because it served him well, because yeah. when he got out on the road, he brought some of the, the finest Thunderbird, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I had to hook that up. I don't know how to grow that. But I can weld a, I can weld a bead. Um, I know how what it takes to, for a, a mama cow to have a calf. And ah, yeah. agriculture. One thing that I know that sometimes people go, I didn't know that, is peanuts are grown underground. Did everybody know that? Yeah. <laughs> well done, right. Jeff. Well done, Jeff. <laughs> and you're a wealth of knowledge. Let me say this. Now I am even more amazed at the question that I just asked, and I still am further away from the answer, that how that... And Rick Allen and Def Leppard became friends. Like, that's just so... Uh, it, diversity. Here, this that guy's growing weed diversity. in yes. Oklahoma and peanuts in the ground and milking calves. And then, 
and then back to California to drive trucks, septic tanks, in the liner it says cement truck, and that was bullshit. No, it's, no but you know what? It was so funny because... Uh, it's a septic tank truck. We're number um, one, number two business. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Tro- Troy, uh, Troy, the drummer with Tesla, so, so he'd, he'd get off the road on his break, and he'd go back to roofing. He's yes. doing oh, yeah. Yeah, He's a great roofer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tesla's got the first record out, okay? You're on an arena tour opening for Def Leppard. And then when you got off the road, Troy had to go back to his roofing whoa, gig? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's get it straight here. We were making the first record in Bearsville. Uh, up by by Woodstock, well, up, not up, where the Woodstock concert was, but where the little town Woodstock. Right. And Bearsville Studio, right. the first few records we made there. And so, gosh, I forget her name that owned the studio. She had some houses that we would stay in. So Troy started with the house that he stayed in to do, do the roof in between tracks. <laughs> oh, <shit>. So during <laughs> the record, <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. You just happened to be in a bad roofed house while you were making the record? No. So Troy comes up there. I'll, I'll take no, care of this. No, no, no. Or is it trade-off? What was it? No, she was the owner of the, of the studio, and Troy needed some extra money. Heck, I think I even got up there and said, hey, let me just... I'm a roofer, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, and then Troy would do it for a side project. You know, when we were first... You don't make it the first record, even the second one. We were trying to skimp as much as possible because we were always told by our management, uh, 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 Bernstein and Mensch, that... Uh, Q-Prime. Q-Prime. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we were all yeah. on the same That's management. right. You had the same management. They yeah. said, when you get signed to a lot of bands, they go, oh, I want the limo right here. I want to do all this. I want a barbecue every other day. But they made us aware that you have to pay that back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we... They said go as low ball as you can, so we went so low ball that I think I ended up moving in with B Dub, a couple girlfriends or whatever, and um, that's when Frank was went back to doing you know construction and stuff. I went back to precast or driving truck a little bit again, but because we were trying to low ball as much as we could, and then Love Song becomes this top ten single, and next you know. You're sitting in a limo. They're saying, hey, no, no, I don't like... No, you know what I don't like about limos? Is there's no foot room, man. No. No, the couch bends like that. You're like, gee. gee. You're like, <laughs> and I'm just a pickup truck kind of guy. I like pulling up in a pickup truck, you know. But so, no, so we did side jobs and did stuff like that and until we were making enough money. Yeah. Because cool. it's, it's a... It only becomes your livelihood when you're selling records, and so. So the first time you met Def Leppard was on that tour. You yes. guys had not had any interaction yes. with them before no. that. No, we'd heard their record and we loved it because <clears throat> right. uh, uh, Peter and uh, and Cliff picked up yeah. picked up the record. Yeah, right. And you know we're all on the same management, and the funny thing is we're all on the same management again. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah, cool, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you guys have just recently done a lot of touring together. You've had Rick. You've had uh, Tesla out in the third spot on the last couple. You can't of tours. get rid of him. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> We're like a tick, man. You got to turn us counterclockwise. <laughs> but, turn but it I, counterclockwise. But I love it. I love it. It's great having familiar faces around. Uh, no drama. You know, no. it's, it's, it's cool. And it's now good. it's now it's gone. Now the Def Leppard Tesla connection's gone a step further because and I heard some of it the other day. Phil Collin has produced the new Tesla record that's yeah. coming out. That's right. It was a blast. It was a blast. 
guy. Uh, I mean, Rick, you know better than anybody. You're such, you, you guys, these guys, man, all they've done for us, Steph Lepper, but they are just awesome people, and I mean that. <laughs> no, I mean that. No, right? it's you guys true. are awesome. Uh, it's and cool. Phil, hey, they took us under our, under their wing and, and taught us how, taught us how to treat bands that are playing with you you know you yeah. guys taught us man it's it's the, the whole entire show is that's what it's all about yeah. so they've always been great too so phil Collin is us tracy guns just good. walked in <laughs> and sat down in front of us phil's <laughs> such a great guy man and 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 uh and and i love we love working with him he really got some really good stuff out of us he even helped co-write it with us so, that's cool you know so that's yeah cool. That's and right. I heard some of it vocally. You're you're doing some different things, Jeff. I mean, your voice sounds. I love your voice all the time, but you're you're going into some different different territory a little bit vocally. Is that right. something that that Phil brought out of you as yes, well? Yes, absolutely. He, he even co-wrote with yeah, this. We, yeah, we used to we used to uh, we used to all do this warm up tape, and he started getting uh, Jeff into doing the warm up tape. Right, and right. it just opened his throat up. I mean, yeah, it yeah. really it really changed his range and just the quality of his voice. Yeah. So you know. Hang out with Def Leppard, you know. Look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would imagine, I would imagine the hanging out with Def Leppard on the road in 2016, 17, 18, though, is very different than the hanging out in 87, 88. I don't, rem- I don't remember much of the 80s, <laughs> that's so a I, good I, I, that's that's my that's excuse. That's the good part about it. Though. I know it's great, isn't it? It's my we excuse. lost some brain cells that aren't coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there were no juicers backstage in 87, 88. Now you got. No, no, now no. Now you can go like, into, into Phil's organic juicing corner of the No, backstage. but I think Phil said, was telling me that, because I'm vegan now, I love it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But Phil told, was, I think I, I overheard him telling B Dub or something that he started going vegan at that point. Is that when you started going vegan? Yeah, like, yeah. I, um, on, yeah, it's, on, it, for me, going out on the road, the only way I can get through what I have to get through you know, just energy-wise, is to just re- eat really, really clean, you right. know? And that's, uh, so, you know, juicing and beer is, is good. Right, no, I, no, 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 but I think, I think Phil said he left the beer aside and just kept the juicer, he did, right? He did, he did, yeah. yeah. I went down a different path. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but we're all good. It's all hey, good. Hey, beer ain't hurting nothing. No. 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 Uh, except for me this morning waking up, having them oh. with you last night. My <laughs> God. We were, we were, Tracy Gunn just walked in here. Me and, uh, he, he ran out, but me and uh, Jeff. And Tracy, we were we were singing uh, Aerosmith songs a cappella at one point, banging on the desk and and uh, Lord of the Thighs, the, the podium, yeah. Lord of the th- oh yeah, there was a podium. <laughs> <laughs> now it's coming back to me. There was a podium, and Jeff <laughs> Jeff got up at this podium and started preaching and singing. No, fantastic, man. I don't preach. I don't know how to preach. No, but in, in oh, we don't need to see. There was people in the room with cameras. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, anything you do. Nothing stays in Vegas oh, anymore. Man. No, it doesn't. Much. It doesn't. No, I, I was saying the other day, if there were cell phones in the 80s, I'd still be in jail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. Hey, yeah. but you know what? Hey, it's uh, the way I figure as long as you got good intentions, so somebody... Catches you, you know, clipping your toenails. Big deal. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> you know? So, so I take it you guys have both had a good time on the boat because I've had a great time. Yeah, I oh, wish I'm... I wish it was like this on the on the on the Def Leppard cruise because the Def Leppard cruise it was really rough and yeah. you know 
like obviously Jimmy and uh, it was just one thing after the next. Yeah. And I think if everybody had had this kind of experience, um, I think we'd be doing another one. Well, you seem like you'd be open to it and talking to you in the past. I'm, I'm totally open to it. And everybody's been really respectful. I've been wandering around the boat, you know, doing pop-up sort of, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. met Rick. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's been really cool. Yeah, we, we did something at 10, at, at 10 a.m. the other day. We did a Q&A with some people at, at, uh, at one of the events that, went, that you and I did. And that was oh, a that lot was of great. fun. And, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, again, I know that. Certain members of your band weren't so keen on doing it again, but maybe as time goes on, people start to reconsider, and there will be another Def Leppard. I, I hope so. I just think if, if, if Joe and the guys that have had this kind of experience, I think it would have, it would have just been a, a, a lot smoother transition to do another one. And Jeff is like, how many have you done, Jeff, for te- with Tesla? This is like the fourth or fifth, right? Oh, wait a on second. On this one alone, <coughs> on Monsters of Rock, you guys do it kind of like every other year. Five to seven, maybe. Wow, something like well, that. Well, they didn't do last year. You didn't do last year. They were out on no. tour with us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but Jeff is the perfect example of a guy who who gets what being on a cruise is. I mean, you get out there, you have fun. I mean, I love it. My gosh, you go. Jeff doesn't hide in his cabin, man. I, y'all see him in the front row, pump, fist pumping to yeah. a bunch of different bands. He's yeah. out there. He's living it. I'm gonna be. I'm going to be looking for the swimming pool here a little bit later. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. No, but he's like that on the Def Leppard tour. Like, on, on the tour, he's the only guy that introduces himself to every single bus driver, every single truck driver, every single crew member. Well, I see they, him all They day. all love you, man. It's great. Yeah. Well, I, and, it's really and, cool. and let me say, I mean, and he, he, what he said what he said about you guys and your band, and knowing the, all the guys in Leopard, I can attest that what he said is true. But back at him, because all, I, I've literally known the Tesla guy since day one, and all of those guys have always been like that. I mean, they're, they're just, but especially this guy, though. I know, I mean, you I know. can't look at Jeff Keith and not smile. I mean, the minute I see him, <laughs> him give him a big hug, and oh, I'm like, that's uh, my yeah. guy, I love JK, cool. you know, uh, there he is. I might have done a couple things where you go, <laughs> uh, my, my personal my personal favorite jeff keith story my personal favorite jeff keith story was uh was was i don't know i don't know if we, you remember this jeff like i think into the now had just come out and the record label uh at the time was working a record by brides of destruction which was nikki six's band with tracy actually at the time oh, you guys okay. were on the same label at the time and and you would come in and i we were in touch directly, and I said, yeah, guys, come up, do the radio show. And you're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days go by, and I get a call from the label saying, no, um, Tesla won't be coming. We're, instead, we're sending Nikki Six and the Brides of Destruction guys. I said, well, that's okay. I mean, they can come too. We'll make time for everybody. But what about and, – and I called you guys, and I said, oh, I'm sorry this didn't work out. And you're like, what are you talking about? We're going to come – and the label basically was sending the other band that was more of the priority at the time and ah, did a bait and switch. Well, that happens. But, yeah. but this is what these guys did, Rick. Uh-oh. Jeff Keith, I, you remember this. Jeff Keith on Long Island went to a rent-a-wreck and rented the car on his own, and you guys all piled into a rent-a-wreck and drove into my studio and came and did the show anyway. Fantastic. I've been known to get rent-a-wrecks and rent-a-wrecks. <laughs> but what, what I don't realize is the politics of it. They're going, gosh, damn it, what are you doing? I'm mad about that. As a matter of fact, any information, that they might go, we don't want this to leak out. I go, don't tell me. <laughs> don't, don't tell me. <laughs> just don't tell me because I'll just go, oh, yeah, we're talking about going... 
fishing over here or something. They'll go, no. <laughs> hey, one other thing. Maybe, maybe the audience have some questions for you guys as well. We'll take a few questions from the audience. But, but one other thing, Jeff, you're talking about growing up, Oklahoma, farm, the whole thing. When did you first know you could sing? When did the rock bug hit you and you said, I'm going to – it's a big transition to go from what you were doing. Well, I moved back from Oklahoma in 76, and somewhere probably like – I saw my first concert, Dana Green, number three, with Van Halen, and ah, oh, this right here, man. Wait, your bon first Scott. concert was Van Halen and ACDC? And uh, Pat Travers and Foreigner and Aerosmith. Oh, my wow. God. It's called Monsters of Rock at Oakland Coliseum, my first concert from 963 population to – Whoa. <laughs> That's back in the days where you could pass things, you know, like chapstick and maybe a few other things until, until cold sores ruined that. <laughs> but that was my first concert. Come back, go. My second concert was Dana Green, number three, in 79. And then ACDC had moved up to the middle slot. And then it was uh, Aerosmith supporting Ted Nugent. Wow. wow. It was Me. great. So I come back to Georgetown just driving a truck. And in Georgetown, it's a small little town. We used Georgetown's to drink... where? In California? Yeah, Northern California. Okay. About an hour and a half out of Sacramento. And, uh, you know, we used to just drink, like, Ole's, Olympia beer. You don't know what an Ole is and stuff like that. And just listen to our favorite eight-track tapes. And then sometimes when we get a fire at the end of the pavement or something going, somebody bring a guitar. And we, they pass around, and I never could play anything so i went to auburn got a book that shows you the guitar chords so uh, at the campfire when they pass around i go oh i'll try to play you know money can't buy me or something you know and have fun with it you know and that's when you discovered you could sing. well then me and my brother and a couple friends got a, a band going and we were playing the iwf hall in georgetown the grange hall garden valley these little gigs we would go down to skips music rent a couple speakers and then we had this PV board. Put our, we, didn't have, we didn't know you had to have a front house guy. He was on the side of the stage <laughs> running the front. We had no monitors. And anyway, long story short, we had fun playing photograph things, all this great stuff. You were singing photograph. Yeah. That's uh, up there. Yeah, you needed that. That's yeah. up yeah, there, man. Hey, no, yeah, but I'm just saying, and, and all of our favorite songs, you know, uh, uh, and, and it was really fun. And then we got, uh, and then we realized that fourteen-year-olds were driving out of the Grange Hall because of the four keg, of, four kegs we would have, because that was included with the ticket price of five bucks. As <laughs> you get some beer, <laughs> and then these fourteen-year-old kids would drive away, which ain't cool, you guys. Which we went, wait a minute, it's don't try out this the at window. home. So it kind of just laid low, and then all of a sudden, these two girls that I grew up with in Georgetown lived in Sacramento, and they, they knew Frank and Brian. So they got me uh, – uh, uh, well, actually, I went to this, this contest three, three or four months before where you put on these uh, Walkman. You guys remember what Walkmans are, right? And they gave you a live mic. So I don't mind when you act your age, it suits. All right, so I'm, I'm ready to uh, – I, I get in a contest to sing this song. I go to that's the, this. Wait, wait. That's that was Sammy Hagar. Your love is driving me yes. crazy. You just sang. That's what an idiot geek I am that I knew that. But but you is that the song you actually sang? Hang on a second. I went into the bathroom, man. I'm is that into, the song for real? Yes. <clears throat> your love is driving me crazy. Yeah. Right. So here's the deal, though. It's funny. 
<laughs> I'm in the using the latrine. All right. And another guy's in there and he's checking himself out in the mirror and he's got the red scarf. He's got the red. He's got the red spandex. He's got red shoes. He's, everything's red. And I'm, I'm sitting while I'm using the bathroom. I just go, hey, uh, so what song are you going to do? And he goes, I'm the red rocker, man. So I'm sitting there going. Oh, he's going to do your song. Huh? No, no, you, you, you can pick out of six different songs. Oh, cool. So a lot of people pick. Sammy Hagar. I didn't know he was the Red Rocker. I didn't even know he at this time he was a singer of Montrose. We used to get eight track tapes and the labels were all bubbled off. I don't know nothing. So this guy's going, I'm the Red Rocker. And I went, all right, well, I just, hey, well, good luck, man. He goes, I don't need no luck, man. I'm the Red Rocker. (laughs) It wasn't really Sammy Hagar. It was the guy. No, 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 no. Okay. So long story short, they call a girl's name. He jumps up there. They go, no, buddy, you're second. The girl sings, you know, who can it be now, or whatever. There's six songs you pick from. Then he comes up there and he's going, don't mind. He didn't know the words, right? So I thought, this guy's, I'm, I'm done. I'm dust, but I'm still going to do it. And then I heard him do that. And I go, well, he doesn't know all the words. So, hey. So I put this Walkman on. I'm all get on. The, I don't mind when you at your age. And then I'm in these. A friend of mine, his mom made high, high, knee-high moccasins. I had them on <laughs> with my Bible once. And I went to go twirl to do a twirl, like, oh, because I could hear the crowd going, hey. And Bob Killer, he's, he's a guy, he's still a DJ in our town. He's like, yanks the chain because I'm on the headphones, right? So I went, oh, and I come back. Well, when I when these girls got me a, 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 a what do you call, audition with, with, with City Kid, with Brian and Frank. They knew that, uh, or actually, the girls knew that this their singer, Jeff Harper, for City Kid, was going to quit that night and go work for Target, which was a bigger band in Sacramento. Oh, I thought you meant the store Target. Too. Yeah, me no, too. No, no, <laughs> no. It's a band called Target. So at any rate, they played Friday and Saturday nights. City Kid had just worked up to month, and we're getting ready to make that that switch over to, to the weekends, playing the weekends. Jeff Harper was going to quit. So I watch these two girls, uh, Trish and Catherine, go in the back. Brian and Frank come back out. I see this eyebrows from Frank and stuff. And they go, hey, we're going to call this guy Jeff Keith up on stage. He's going to sing a song with us because they knew your love is driving me crazy. Well, I get up there. And because I have no experience whatsoever. How old was I? 24? Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm just, you know, I don't wear all this stuff, right? But I went over to share the mic with Frank and sing, Your love is driving me crazy. And then Frank heard that. And I remember, I guess, Beat Up told me later, he says, Man, I was saying, man, this guy don't know shit. Can I say that word? Yeah, yeah. He don't know jack shit about this stuff. Man, you don't know how to use a microphone monitors. And Frank goes, I know he doesn't, but he's singing my ear, right. and I think he's our guy. Wow. And then the wow. next day, cool. I auditioned, and uh, the manager at the time had me sing, When I hear that rock and roll, it gets down to my soul. That rock and roll. I didn't even know it. wasn't that familiar with Queen, but he just had me keep singing that over and over. And next you know, I'm in the band. Then about we got. I got to stop there because I got to hit a break. Yeah. But the word. <laughs> hey, at any rate, here we are. 
the Jeff Keith Whirlwind Experience, ladies and gentlemen. I want to remind everybody, though, in all the craziness, let's remind everybody of a few things. First of all, Def Leppard and Journey on a mega tour going out yeah. this summer together. Uh, no, when does it start? Not even the summer. Sooner than that, right? I think uh, it's uh, May, right? May, May, yeah. Yeah. And all indoor arenas, even some stadiums there as well. And the stadiums, there will be a third act. In the, other, in the other venues, it's just the two of you yeah. playing full sets. So that's uh, big news. Rick Allen's that's art, great. which he has on the ship. And last time I saw him a couple weeks ago when you were on my show, you were doing the galleries. How would everything go with that? Well? Uh, it went really well. I did uh, Short Hills in New Jersey and then uh, King of Prussia. And uh, being on the boat's been great. Everybody's responded really well to, to, to the artwork. And I'm glad I could bring... You know the Steve Clark piece, and especially the um, you know the um, the latest one I just did, which is uh, Jimi Hendrix. So people have been really really cool. Thank you. And where can you uh, for people listening to see the art and the the website? Is it the Wentworth site? Is that where people should go? Um, yeah, that's good. It's good. Go to wentworthgallery.com, uh, um, or you can go to rickallen.com and check out some of the work. Um, but uh, but it, it's cool. I'm I'm really enjoying doing it. It's very very therapeutic for me. Yeah. Yeah. And Jeff, you guys have announced like yesterday a tour coming up with Sticks and Joan Jett, That's right? That's right, this summer. I yeah. saw that, man. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, man, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got to be careful. You've only got to ask him half a question. You know what I mean? Hey, I know. Otherwise, you, otherwise you get a novel. I talk a lot, <laughs> so I'm not good at this stuff. <laughs> Oh, I know. No, I'm sorry. I feel bad, Eddie. No, no. What are you talking cool. about? No, it's it's great. great. And that was with me being in a nutshell. <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> you just said before you don't you don't do energy drinks. Thank God for all of us. Oh no, no. <laughs> My God. Oh man, yeah. I mean, we used to do some other mind-bending substances, and when he got into that, it was like, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Rick Allen remember has Man a story. <laughs> oh yeah, remember Manchester? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, do I? That was like awesome, man. Oh man, no, it we was... we did copious amounts of mushrooms, didn't we? I know, yeah. but it was great. It was awesome. <laughs> Dude, it was great. It was, Wait a minute. Was well, you specifically remember doing mushrooms in Manchester? Like, a, oh yeah, yes. oh yeah, you would. How long you would? Yes. How long ago was this? We Back walked in the around day? the town, going to all these bars. Yeah, remember I got on the I got on that motorcycle, motorcycle like, and the guy like came. He didn't like that. No, he didn't like that. No, I know, man. So, uh, <laughs> and then some people that did it with us, they were like crying. So. I remember Troy kept coming up to me as we walked back, and I'm like, I'm jumping up on things. I like to jump up on things and walk. And Troy goes, you're next. I'm like, what do you mean I'm next? He goes, you're next. I'm going, quit saying I'm next. So he come up and go, you're next. And I go, what am I next for? He goes, to cry. I went, I don't want to cry. And I started jumping up on things. Oh, no, we had fun. We had great. a blast. What do you mean? Yeah, the shrooms did. made you cry? No, that made them cry. They were getting all but emotional. They were getting all emotional. emotional. No, no, he's like. No, I'm like, no, I'm enjoying it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all that shit. Yeah. yeah. So we went to some club where it's back where you could do moshing, and Tommy Skeel was in his leather coat doing this on a dance floor about this big with a bunch of guys in leather coats doing this. <laughs> and I'm just like going, whoa. <laughs> 
I'm tripping on everything. It was great. It was oh, a yeah, great uh, experience. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, uh, bye. Sounds like the name of the next Def Leppard album, Mushrooms in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. What a way to end a couple weeks of cruise broadcast with a fun show like this with uh, with a guy that really has to up the energy a little bit when he comes on radio shows. Hey, I apologize for going over on that last <laughs> Don't break. apologize. What are you talking about? It was great. Right. I think I think it might have been a, no. quite a bit my fault. I talk a lot. No. It's, hey, it's he's good. a singer. He's a singer. Must, master of ceremony. Yes or no, I'm pretty good with no, hell no, or yeah. But. <laughs> no, so it's been amazing. It's, it's absolutely been incredible. So um, let's. We promised maybe a few people in the room want to ask a question, uh, Def Leppard or Tesla question. Uh, somebody, right? Come up to the microphone. Anybody want to ask? Or a maybe question? maybe a me and a me and Jeff question. I mean, you or, know, yeah. I mean, forget about the band. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll Go ask ahead, the sir. questions we'll... like, you got any shrooms? I'm kidding. <laughs> Quit doing that a long time ago. I'm kidding. Don't. By all means, don't come up going. Tell hey, me man. Go ahead, sir. Please stop the madness. Ask. Yeah, a question. just wondering. Um, we're on the cruise. Some great bands. Any bands you've seen that you thought, wow, they're amazing. You've never seen before. For me, I saw, I just saw Jeff uh, for the first time. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, not Jeff. Frank. Oh. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 know, I, thought, you, I know you're amazing. I thought all those shows we did together, that's the first time. <laughs> no, I saw it. I know, I know, I know. No. I, it, it happens sometimes. Right. It's yeah, like, I, no, um, Frank Solo. Frank, Frank I went after Frank's pool party. That was fantastic. Pool stage. Dave, I would have went this morning at 9.30. Mm. No, especially the way you two were feeling. No, hey, man, well, I'm... You know, life is beautiful. I'm always feeling great. But you haven't I, been I to bed yet, have you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I, you got to see Frank's solo band. That was great. Right. Which that you enjoyed, really Jeff? Who Dave's was at nine thirty this morning, I think, or that might have been acoustic. I don't know. And then uh. he did another one that was too early in the morning for me. I can't wind down. Go figure. I can't wind <laughs> down until like four, four, five o'clock in the morning. That's just, yeah. I wake up around noon, one, whatever. Right, yeah. Uh, anybody else got a question? Come on, come on up. Thanks, Fernando. Yeah, first of all, I just want to say I was on the Def Leppard cruise, and I had a good time. Oh, it was good. no problem until, like, the passing of Jimmy. Yeah. So, And I got to see a Def Leppard concert that no one ever has and will ever be. It was Def Leppard with Eric Martin and... Kip Winger singing. So. You know what? That was fun. We and talked I'm, about I'm that. I'm glad actually. you see we talked yeah. about that. And I think that that's very special that people perceived it in that way because it was something special, something unique. I mean, Joe sat out in the, out in the audience and, you know, he introduced, <laughs> he introduced Def Leppard. Yeah. Is that right? Was, yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And, and my question is, uh, yeah, for Rick, um, at what point in your career you realized that uh, because of your accident, you started being like a role model for people just beyond like the rock star thing. And, and I'll tell you a quick story about it. I'm, I'm Brazilian. I work in corporate. And when I started my career, I had like a photograph of Rick Allen in my office or my cubicle. And when I had like a bad day where my boss shit on my head and something like that, and I was like all whiny, I would look at you and think, okay, this is nothing compared to... Yeah. That. Wow, that's awesome, man. No, that's cool. We were like, 
No, and see, I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a picture of Jeff. I and that's, like, like really true. And, and the fact that... Um, that is true. A picture of Jeff will make you yeah, smile, yeah, too. I, I, I have a picture of Jeff every time I'm feeling bummed. No, you know, hey, I, I go, Whoa. I, I'm, with, I'm with this man right here. I mean, you are a big inspiration. Yeah, for Rick. sure. Uh, you guys are cool. Well, you I told cool. you, Rick, that my daughter, for one of her school projects a couple years ago, they had to pick a hero, and she picked you as one of the heroes. She that's, doesn't even know the band's music, really. That's cool, so, man. That's cool, uh, man. It's got to make you feel good. It, it, I mean, I, 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 I do. I feel really blessed. And uh, going back to what you, what you asked, that question, um, I think I started to um, move forward when I stopped comparing myself to who I used to be, you know, in, right. terms, of, in terms of, you know, two arms. And I stopped comparing myself to others, and I started to celebrate my uh, uniqueness. And that's not being, you know, sort of, you know, Right. My head overinflated. It was more, that was a way to get through it, was go, you know what? I can't play like that like I used to, and I can't play like, you know, Steve Smith or, you know, a whole or whatever, but I can do something that's really unique. And, and then I started to feel important again. And then I felt like I could be a role model. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Which so you are. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I have a six-year-old son. And he lives like a pretty cushy life. And I try to look for examples for him that like people got it tough and, and you know, um, made the best out of it. And typically you're one of them. So I, I it's pretty, th pretty enlightening. That's cool, man. I, I, I appreciate that. And I think, uh, I, think um, I don't know about anybody else, but I think you grow through suffering. You know, if you go through a situation, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why Def Leppard are, are, are you know, was still a, a really solid unit is because we've been through a lot of, yeah, we've been through a lot of ups, but we've been through a lot of downs. And if you can ask that question when you're all sitting in the same room, well, why are we doing this again? And then you go, oh, yeah, because we like each other. We actually like being in, being in, in each other's company. And I, and I think that's that's. At some of the lowest points in Dev Leopard's career is when we've actually come out stronger. So it's cool. Let me let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Uh, it's been what thirty years since you lost your arm. About. Um, I was. Uh, let's see. End of uh, nineteen eighty four. Oh, so longer. So a little yeah. more than thirty years. How long did it? Or maybe you haven't. Are you still? Are there still things that you kind of naturally? You know, try yeah. to do that you still even after all these years you kind of reach you know yeah. for something that's not there is what's been the toughest thing i get i get i get frustrated sometimes because um i have a certain speed that i want to do things at and sometimes sometimes i can't whether that's you know getting ready putting your shoes on or you're in the kitchen you're cooking or doing something you know it's like you're trying to get your face involved, and, you know, it's like, come on. You right, know, this right, is like, right. this is Frustrating, really, yeah. Yeah, it's just frustrating. But um, I uh, I count my blessings. I wake up every morning. I'm like, I woke up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, Rick. You're a great inspiration. You're such a great guy, man. I woke up, and I'm not on shrooms. <laughs> Anybody else? We have a, maybe time for one more question. Anybody else want to ask anything to Rick or uh, and or? Come on, Jay. You know how many cruises I've been on when I actually know the people on the ship by their first names as they come up. Go ahead, Jay. If you follow Eddie Trunk, you probably have this story about Download and Eddie taking the microphone. Oh, gosh. 
You want to hear that again? Yeah, hit the microphone, remember? He, he didn't have a microphone oh. on stage, right? Yeah. Right, so the other part of the story is you guys, you guys started at noon that day. Right. There was 200,000 people there. Okay. Wow. And you guys played. Not that many people knew who you were. At the end of the day, me and my friend are the only two Americans in a crowd of 200,000 people. Like, what the hell was that? Tesla, what? they never, never heard it. And they were blown away. That's cool. Blown That's away. Uh, Blown that, away. The, yeah. The, the story, though, was that Jeff let me uh, intro the band, let us, myself, Don, and Jim intro the band on stage at Download because they were the one band playing that we knew and we needed to get a shot for the TV show. And I took the microphone. I'm like, all right, England, please welcome and you America's were... great band, Ted, my favorite Tesla. Then you were supposed to exit stage left. I exited, but I took Jeff's microphone with him all I know. the way. I know. You took, you exited stage yes. right, so I had to run over to you, and I tapped just in time to go, uh, I'm a mean machine. <laughs> no, no. You, you, you had opened with I Want to Live. Because oh, I remember, there you go. And, and I, I remember I'm like all, I'm walking down the back ramp, and I'm like all proud, like, wow, I just was on stage. And I hear the band playing, and then all of a sudden, I'm like a good, I'm a good like 300 yards from the, the stage, well. and all of a sudden, Jeff is tapping me on the shoulder. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, my microphone, you have it. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I probably just said, I need the mic. I need the mic. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's was, funny. Oh, my gosh. I almost ruined their whole download thing so we could go go do that. So. Now, man, you can overcome that stuff. People oh, yeah. understand. That's because oh, no. you're Jeff Keith. Some other lead singer with a stick up his ass would have a whole problem with it. You're, well, you're Jeff Keith. That's what makes you special, man. Well, I... Uh, Thank you. Uh, and if, if a stick up the ass made you that way, I would not want to go. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but no, it's it's sometimes in, in this livelihood, people can trip on. They it's their problem. They just did, but they turn to somebody and go you and take it out on yeah, them, yeah. right? Yeah, you know? the blame game. Yeah, yeah it's your yeah, fault yeah. because I did that. Yeah. It's like no, I'm the kind of guy. Yeah. You've got to own it, man. Well, as I told you, it was a barrel of laughs there with Jeff Keith and Rick Allen on board the Monsters of Rock Cruise. As you just heard, those guys were just uh, in rare form. Jeff certainly was, and we had a great, great time on the cruise. Can't wait for the next one already. Thank you to uh, Jeff, and thank you to Rick, and thank you to all the people who are in our live audience. Thank you to uh, everybody on board the Monsters of Rock Cruise. I think there's still a couple more interviews that I'll bring you as a podcast in the coming weeks from the cruise as well. Again, all of the interviews you hear on the Eddie Trunk podcast are courtesy of my daily radio show on Sirius XM channel 106 volume. The show is called Trunk Nation, and it is live with nothing but rock talk and interviews every day from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time, replaying every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Thanks to Katie Irizarry. She is the producer of the Eddie Trunk podcast. I'll see you next Thursday for another all-new episode, free as always, PodcastOne.com and iTunes.
Hey humans, David Smalley here from the Dogma Debate Podcast, right here on Podcast One, where we talk about all the things you're not supposed to discuss at work, religion, politics, abortion, racism, slavery, and that's only when we open the Bible. We discuss Islam, Islamophobia, what does that even mean? We chat with vegans, animal rights activists, and even visit factory farms to see it for ourselves. I invite people from multiple backgrounds to convert me into their worldview. But as long as they're okay with being respectfully challenged, you better bring your evidence. And I never lose sight of how both the left and the right are seeming to lose their minds. So basically, we're solving all the world's problems right here on Dogma Debate. And you've been missing it. Download Dogma Debate on iTunes, Stitcher, or PodcastOne.com. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music field trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com.